Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. We start a new week here as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Of course, we head to Vegas to say hi to the dangerous duo, that being one Dustin Sweetelson, of course, the prince, Amal Shaw. Boys, we start a new week. How are we feeling today? Amal, we'll start with you, big guy. What's up? I'm feeling pretty good. Just excited. You know, it's amazing. This NFL, the preseason is still like crack. I mean, I sat there and watched an entire Jaguars-Dallas uh, game like it was the AFC or NFC championship game. God bless you. Yeah. I actually took, I watched a bunch of preseason <laughs> football over the weekend as well. I just took a bunch of like kind of random off the wall notes and I'll just throw them at you guys coming up here in just a little bit. And we'll kind of try to suss through what we've seen thus far in the preseason. Good to have football back as we say hi to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. What's cracking? You know, things were going great today. I was having a great little morning, and then I opted to eat pineapple for lunch. And I don't know if this happens to you guys, but whenever I eat pineapple, it cuts the inside of my mouth, my tongue, uh, my lips, under my tongue, like everywhere, the inside of my cheeks. It's all like chewed up just because I ate pineapple, but I love pineapple, so I guess it's kind of the, the risk I have to take. Well, Godspeed, and <laughs> uh, through I hope it. it turns out for you okay. It feels like a little bit of a flex that you're being healthy. Is that what we're kind of trying to accomplish there with the cut I, pineapple? I'm always being healthy until I decide to not be healthy. I thought he was trying yeah. to say he doesn't actually cut the exterior of the pineapple off. <laughs> just, just, just take a bite out of a yeah, pineapple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like my boy in college, will love used to reach. Like my boy in college, that used to reap, reach for an onion no. and just eat it like an apple. Stop. And I, it didn't matter if it was red, if it was sweet, if it was white. He would just eat onions, and it just absolutely obliterated me. Okay, let me set this up. Peter Burns is going to join us coming up in about 28 minutes. SEC Network host does a great job. We'll talk Talk a little SEC football. Johnny Avello, the great DraftKings director of race and sportsbook operations, is going to join us here on Sharp Money to discuss uh, some survivor pools and some really good opportunities to get into over at DraftKings. Ted Wynn is going to join us, the athletic NFL writer. You've seen him on social for a long time. He does a great job. And Aaron Halterman, racing dudes, part of the family here, is going to join us as well. So look forward to that. We continue... I got my text last night. Good job, Amal and Dustin Sweetelson. We got, continue with our four, four-pack for each show until college football starts, and we're trying to theme it out each time. This one, maybe you can guess. We're going Central Michigan, fire up Chippewas. We're going Auburn, Stanford, and Cal. This was your decision, Amal Shaw. What do the four of them have, have in common? Number one overall picks in the draft. There were obviously other teams that have had more recent number one overall picks, but we've already touched upon them, Oklahoma, USC, some of the other programs. But uh, Eric Fisher out of Central Michigan, Jared Goff from California, Stanford with Andrew Luck, and then, of course, Auburn with Cam Newton. So you got to go back almost a little bit of a decade, a decade but... I just thought maybe some interesting opportunities. I was hoping we'd get down to Louisiana Tech with uh, Terry Bradshaw, but we didn't have to go that far back. (laughs) I like that one. All right, but unfortunately, and we won't take a ton of time with this, but we have to start here, boys. 
And oftentimes in life, we can be about ourselves. We can be in total denial. Like we don't see our flaws. We don't see our ineptitudes as as others can. And the perfect example of that would be James Harden. James Harden is 33. He's well past his prime. He's an ISO player that no longer can isolate like he used to. He did lead the league last year in assists because his ability to create went down. Although a very talented basketball player, if you missed it two days after it was reported that the 76ers ended trade talks uh, with James Harden and potentially trying to move on from him, uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, was the quote, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Harden said this during an Adidas media event in China. He said, quote, let me say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So this is a quote from Harden over at a camp in China. The NBA is in bed with China. We know it. That's a political conversation we can't get into. But here's what we do know. He is deranged. He is so deluded at this point. So let's go through the timeline of all, and then I'd like to get your take. Okay, so the Clippers are the desired destination, but here's what happened. So he, Harden, requested a trade after he agreed to pick up the 35.6 player option in June. He's pissed because Morey didn't offer him a long-term max deal. Why would Daryl Morey? Now he's trying to force his way out of his third team. Remember, he got fat and went to the strip club in Houston, and then he went to Brooklyn, and he forced his way out of Brooklyn. Now he's in Philly, and he's trying to force his way out of Philly. Why would you sign this dude? When the rumors that Houston wanted to reacquire him with a young team, one of the youngest teams in basketball, it makes no sense logically. The Bulls were rumored, but they're not going to give up DeMar DeRozan or anybody for James Harden. And if you're a contender, why would you ruin ruin the chemistry by bringing the 33-year-old aging Harden onto your team? He is in no man's land. And now he's bringing himself back in the discussion. The only boring part about this is I wish it was March if we had to discuss Harden and not August 14th when football's around the corner, Amal. Uh, you're absolutely right, but I thought your third statement was absolutely the thing that summarizes this whole situation, which is you don't want to disrupt the chemistry on your team presently as it's situated. His talent no longer supersedes the baggage that comes with it, so I don't think you can bring him on. At this point in time, if you're Daryl Morey, you only make a move that's pr- uh, best for the Philadelphia 76ers. You're not going to acquiesce to him. Patrick, to me, at this point in time, this guy is the anti-Kevin Willis and Vince Carter. Those are two guys that hung around into their 40s because they were great teammates and great guys to have on your team. This guy's going to be out of a job in the league in 24-25 the way he continues. You're only going to tolerate talent for so long, but if it's not overwhelming talent, you're not going to put up with it, and that's where James Harden is headed. Yep, won the MVP in 18. Again, as I mentioned, he's trying to force his way, Dustin Sweetelson, off his third team in three years. What's also interesting, why you always have to keep – uh, your enemies close. Uh, Maury, who's done nothing but help this dude out around every corner, is now all of a sudden enemy number one for James Harden because he's not getting what he wants. He is the poster child for delusion. Uh, James Harden could have gotten what he wanted simply by not opting into a contract that paid him more money. Like To me, this is like the big black eye on Adam Silver's reign over the NBA is the way the players have just decided that they can do whatever they want, however they want. Like, the point of the player opted in his contract was not so that he can opt in and request a trade. It was to show that he wanted to stay within that organization, which is why they put it in there to begin with. I just think this is a gross example of what the NBA has become between him, between Damian Lillard, between whoever the next star is who doesn't want to play wherever they're contractually obligated to be. This is the bigger issue for me. We don't have another CBA until 2030, so we're going to have to deal with this version of the NBA where players opt in to grab the money and then say they don't want to be there at the place that gave them all of that money. You know, Patrick, Harden's already made his money. He's had a great career. He's won an MVP, all those things. There's nothing worse at this point in time in your career than not being able to play. And I would go full Al Davis on Marcus Allen here if I'm with whoever is – the team that's going to be controlling James Harden if he doesn't get traded from Philadelphia or if he goes elsewhere and he blows up. To me, you just sit there and say, you know what? You tell the head coach, if he plays a single minute, 
you're going to be you're not going to be out of a job. We're just going to suspend you for contract detrimental to the team. It is so ridiculous in these situations where they're being held hostage by the players. At some point in time, somebody's got to draw a line in the sand. I love what the Blazers have done with Damian Lillard. Look, Miami's not offering us a deal that's best for this uh, franchise going forward. We're not going to make that move. Maybe some point in time they do, but at this point they haven't yet. Yep, well put by the both of you. Quote, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say it again. This is in China. Harden, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Now, he's there for Adidas to do a camp. Just to give you an idea of the character of the dude, he used the camp in China for Adidas to platform and get his message and hatred for Daryl Morey out there into the zeitgeist. That is if you're the Clippers. And by the way, I've got the odds right now. Is this DK Dustin Sweetelson? Yes, We've sir. got odds for his next team. Good job. DraftKings offering a menu here. I'm sure it'll be limited, but an opportunity to take a stab. If you'd like the Clippers right now, your favorites at minus two eighty. Uh, the 76ers, three and a half to one to hold on. The Knicks are six to one. The Heat, who seem to be in the mix for everybody, are eight to one. Uh, the Lakers are 18 to one. Now, big time favorites for the Clippers, and they're not going to give up any of their big three. I say the big three. I say George. I say Kwai. And didn't you tell me earlier there's no chance they're giving up on Terrence Mann? Yeah, Why that, would they? That was the Here's initial what I would refusal. Say. Okay, that's the initial one. Here's what I would say to the both of you. If they didn't have to give up anything and he still worked in the cap, why would you take him if you're the Clippers? He's just a lost cause. That's a sunk cost at this point as a human being and as a player. Facts. I couldn't agree with you more. I, it, you are so right. I don't understand. Bringing James Harden on your team, all of a sudden you're not like, hey, guys, we just went from the first round. Fans, start making plans for the uh, NBA Finals because we're going to be there. Yeah, it, it's it's just a weird situation. And I started off this little segment about Harden with the idea that, you know, oftentimes we can't see our own faults. We can't see the ineptitude that lies. And, you know, we blind ourselves with our own lies. And I think that's what he's done to this point. Like he still believes he's hardened of 18. He's not, he believes he makes a team better. That is up to question. And if he joins somebody like the Clippers, there's two alphas in front of him. not needed, not necessary. I just don't see it. So, but that's a big time favorite. What do you got? 280 uh, right there as far as DK and the Clippers, as far as where James Harden will play next season. The question is, will he sit? Now, he just said emphatically he's not going to be playing for a team that is run by Daryl Morey. Hello, he's the president of the 76ers. Have fun, Nick Nurse. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why would Nick Nurse have picked this team? Go to a young team. You had any, you had your choice. You got an aging center. That's a wild card himself, although he does play his ass off in Embiid. And then you've just got this dude. You've got this mess. Why would he have picked the 76ers? I don't see it at all. I have no idea. I was still trying to figure out the tie-in that you'd want to go play for Joel Embiid, who's more concerned about campaigning for an MVP than winning a title. Yes, the celebration was bigger than the Nuggets winning a championship, <laughs> that being Embiid winning the MVP. When we return, what's going on in the preseason? Random observations here on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, throughout the NFL season and preseason, the VSIN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season. Picks for from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use vetting VEASAN betting splits and football betting contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. It's as low as $19. Reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back here on a Monday Sharp Money. We're going to welcome in Peter Burns, SEC Network, SEC Now host, does a great job, not just uh, ESPN Radio, but you can hear him on SEC This Morning on SiriusXM Channel 374 at Peter Burns, ESPN. We say hi to Peter. Hi, Peter. How are you? What's up, boys? It's funny. You were just doing that NFL read, and I started thinking about it going, all right, how many legit teams can win a Super Bowl this year? And I think you could say probably 8 to 10 in what, a 30, 32-team uh, league? If I ask that question, because I overheard you guys during the commercial <laughs> break, um, and thank you for not cursing my name in the commercial break, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> how many of those teams do you think, How many? what's that number look like when you look at college football? Uh, Peter, I'm going with three, but real quick, i got to interject something. I object to your statement that we would have been cursing you, because I'm a huge fan of yours, Bradley, and Fishback during college hoops. No, they're the best. They carry me every weekend. I mean, that you know, Pat Bradley, the shooter, to have the Boston accent on an SEC channel is great. Fishbacks <laughs> always got the information. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a blast, man. We have we no. I, I, I joke around. We have a blast. In fact, today is the nine-year anniversary. Uh, we launched the SEC Network uh, this day back in 2014. So it's a big day for us over here at the studio. Well, why don't we, Amal, why don't you discuss what Peter overheard us talking, then I'll get to Auburn, but go ahead and throw out your hypothetical here. Yeah, Peter, so I think there's three teams that can win the national championship this year. One is Georgia. The schedule helps them so well. I thought if they had to play a monster non-conference early in the season, it could have hurt them. Uh, but I think Carson Beck will get better. The offensive line is going to be tremendous. The receivers are great. And then def- the defense will eventually get to where I think this first time where Kirby's offense will be better than his defense. And then I think Michigan's got the best team that they've had since 97. And I think Ohio State, if the quarterback plays solid, I think they've got a chance. I think in the second year, Jim Knowles' defense will be better. So those are the teams for me. A lot of question marks in Tuscaloosa at the quarterback position. I'm going to tell you right now, I get Daniels had a great year last year for LSU, but I saw a lot of this kid in Tempe. And I'm going to tell you right now, my eyes are still burning from what I saw. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, my eyes are, or my liver still burning from the amount of alcohol I drank after LSU beat Alabama last year. So I, I know the feeling. Um, I'll tell you this. You can take those three teams, and I think you'd probably be a, a, a what? What do we figure? What would be the line of that if you took those three teams versus the field minus one forty minus one fifty? I would right? I would go a little bit higher because I think you're going to have uh, one of those two or potentially both Big Ten teams, and I think if you're a Georgia fan and you travel, you should look at which college mm. football playoff game you're going to be attending. You might as well make reservations now. Well, that's that's how it is now. I mean, like Georgia fans now, it's like pass or fail. Did you win a championship or did you not? I'm going to take the fielder for no other reason. You don't include Alabama in there, who I think is reloaded. You don't include LSU, who I still don't think has the depth uh, that an Alabama or a Georgia has, but they've got a, they can have a flyer, and I think there's a lot of talent. Also, how about USC and Caleb Williams and what Lincoln Riley's out there? So, and then I get the rest of the field. You know, I mean, we look at Michigan wasn't even ranked last year or you know two years ago when they made the playoff. TCU wasn't even ranked in the AP top poll, top twenty-five poll, and they made the playoff. Now, mind you, they got blown out by one hundred and seventy-five points against Georgia, but I still end up taking the field when it comes to those three teams versus everybody else. Baton Rouge native, that's why he was drinking after LSU. <laughs> 
And Brian <laughs> Kelly <know> <laughs> beat up on Alabama. Peter Burns joins us here on Sharp Money. How about Hugh Freeze on the Plains at Auburn? The program kind of bottomed out with Harson. Here comes Freeze. Freeze is weird, but he can coach. Eight wins or more all four <laughs> seasons at Liberty, Peter. The regular season win total set at six and a half. Let's just start with expectations with Freeze down at Auburn. Well, well, I don't know if anybody has won the offseason, maybe more so than I would say Deion Sanders with, you know, all the move of them going to the Big 12 and just kind of the pomp and circumstance around Deion, more so than Hugh has down in the plains at Auburn, right? I mean, this was a team that, frankly, there hasn't been good vibes around this program for even a decade, right? And I go past even Harson, but even when um, Gus Malzahn was there, it was such a roller coaster ride whether or not he was going to be back each and every year that, Ultimately, you know, it, it fell apart, and so he's won it. If for no other reason, all of the all of the Auburn fan base has kind of coalesced around them, and they're all headed in the right direction. That's the monster win. Now, as far as how many wins are going to have, if I had to take a side of it, I'd probably go under. He's already in the, the hardest division in all of college football, and that's the SEC West. And they had to add forty players. Okay, they had to add forty different players into that roster. I just don't think that you can have that big of an overhaul in year one and be successful. I think they could be a potential college football playoff team in a 12-team playoff in his second year. I just don't think you can flip the roster that quickly, especially if you don't have a proven commodity, a quarterback. Yeah, six and a half, the win total this year on Auburn, guys, and uh, Peter going under on that one. Let's stay in the SEC West. I'm a big fan of the job that you look at um, in Arkansas in terms of the job we've seen that's been done there. Give me, I'm drawing a blank on the former Georgia defensive coach. Who's the head coach there? Pittman. Sam, Pittman, Sam Pittman. Oh, and he's a character too, man. Like, and, and Sam is one of the guys, like if you had to have the, who would be the odds on favor that you'd want to drink beer and go a barbecue with in college football? Like he'd be like minus seven fifty. Like he's easily number one. Well, hold on, Peter. I, I appreciate that number, but if we throw Ed Owen there, what does that line change to? Yeah, yeah, but he's not coaching. But if you did, um, I would say, I mean, you're still taking Pittman. Because at least with Pittman, you know, at at some point, you're not going to get into some kind of a rumble. (laughs) Like, I feel like Sam Pittman is more like, let's go out, boys. Let's have some fun. We'll barbecue, right? We'll take pictures on on the boat. Like, it'll be a great time. With Ogeron, you have no idea what to expect. Like, so to me, I'm still, and and Ogeron's my guy. I'm still rolling with Sam Pittman there. Let's stick with Ed Osh's uh, for, uh, former program. Why is it working with Kelly? <laughs> Last year was kind of a free year, Peter, for Brian Kelly. It felt like a disjointed kind of fit when he went down there. It's very much not. He's going to win there. Why? Because he's a CEO mentality, and I think that's what LSU – LSU's always had talent, guys. I mean, we saw that when Nick Saban brought them to um, you know, the promised land in 03. We knew that there was a lot of talent. He just got it out of them. And then LSU won a national championship with Les Miles, and they won one with O. And but it was so roller coaster. I think for for you look at Brian Kelly, and every time that I talk to him, and every time I interview him or spend some time with him, he reminds me of when I talk to guys that are CEOs of of corporations, where he's he's measured. There's a rhyme to a reason. He knows how to work a room, and he's just a very professional vibe. So. I vividly remember the day that he was hired over at LSU. I had three or four people in our industry, especially in the SEC world, and two other coaches that said, damn. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What does that mean? And they go, because now LSU, in a weird way, almost has like a a real super big grown-up that's going to corral this incredible talent and get them going in the right direction. We already saw that in, in year one. Yeah, That's a great point you make there, and I also don't think he's going to take any timeouts after a punt like previous coaches at LSU may have. Um, but anyway, that was a less miles reference for people that were unaware. It was fun though. I will tell you this between the eating grass and, and Ogeron and the voice. I mean, I would not trade the last decade of chaos between miles and Ogeron for anything. Now I'm glad it's over, but I still would do it uh, all again in a heartbeat. SEC West. Is it going to be Alabama that goes to Atlanta to play Georgia or is it LSU for you or is it someone else? I think it's LSU. I think LSU, and the difference is for me, not only do you have Jaden Daniels, which I know you weren't sold on when he was in Tempe, but I think that's changed yeah. because he's got a lot more talent around him. 
But I like the coordinator's position, right? I like the fact that you bring in Dembrock, you've got Matt House coming back. It's not only Alabama that doesn't have quarterback issues, and they're trying to figure that out, but they're also bringing in two brand-new coordinators. And I know that's not a huge change traditionally in Tuscaloosa because you kind of, quote-unquote, learn the Saban playbook. Um, that's still a big change. So, to me, it's LSU 1 in the West. It ends up being Bama slightly behind them. And I'm really intrigued with Texas A&M. I don't think they can win the West this year, but I do think they're being slept on because they've become such a kind of national kind of joke over the last couple of years um, and a kind of a meme of, of underperforming that I think that they'll overperform what at least Vegas thinks they'll do this year. DraftKings says LSU nine and a half. My assumption, Peter, you're going over regular season wins nine and a half. They'll get to ten there. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's all the FSU game, right? It's going to be a top ten matchup right off the bat. I think LSU is going to exact a little a, a revenge around the, the Seminoles this year. So, yeah, I, I do like. I, I think that they're a ten and two, if not eleven and one squad this year. Great conversation, Peter Burns. Good job, man. Uh, we love listening to you on SiriusXM Channel 374, also ESPN Radio, and watching you on the SEC Network, SEC Now. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. See y'all. Thank you. Now, now we can trash talk. He's gone. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> At Peter Burns ESPN on Twitter, if you'd like to give him a follow. Good personality, good booking. When we return, one of the four. Let's start with Auburn next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher, the great, and our teammate Johnny Avello joins us now. DraftKings Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations. So here's what's pretty cool DraftKings has the best contest going. So they've got one, the ultimate survivor. It's a $10,000 entry fee, winner take all, $100,000 in guarantees. Then they also have the 50K entry pick'em contest, which is cool. I'm going to have Johnny explain those two. But also, if you don't have the cash and you just want to get involved, DK NFL Survivor Pools, they've got the micro, a dollar entry, the mini, a $10 entry, main event, 100 high roller, 1000 So you get the idea. The menu is vast. And as we say hi to Johnny, thank you, Johnny, for joining. Why don't we start with the ultimate survivor, which is $10,000 to enter yeah that's when we just launched this week um you know we wanted something to go along with the pick'em contest for the heavy hitters and so we said let's do a, a 10 grand survivor um you know it's the pools maybe are not as big as if you were in one of those you know contests where there's 800 entries but you don't have to be the 800 guys um, there's only going to end up maybe being 20, 30 guys total in both of these contests. So you're shooting for a lot of money. You're going up against uh, a minimal amount of guys. So, you know, our goal was to just launch a large contest. Um, and then eventually this thing will grow because we're in so many jurisdictions. Love it. I think and then how about sorry. the 50K as far as the entry pick'em contest? Yeah, yeah, that one has a million dollar guarantee on it. Uh, the winner, and of course, it's it runs like all our other pick'em contests. Pick five games per week against the spread. Uh, you can pick the Thursday night game and then pick four others later in the week. You have until the kickoff of the ten o'clock games here on the West Coast, one o'clock games on the East Coast to get your your selections in. Uh, you get a week off. Uh, if there's one week that you're not interested in or your vacation, you can take that week off. And there is no week 18 in any of our pick'em or survivor contests. We eliminate week 18. You know, the reason we do that is because there's so much volatility in that last week. Some games have no meaning. And so we, we thought that we would stick to the, you know, the first 17 had more meat in the schedule. Patrick, I, lo I love the with some of the things in there, and especially not the Week 18 one, because so many times it's a challenge and a crapshoot in terms of who's playing. It's almost like the fourth preseason game to a certain extent. 
Absolutely. Uh, so you can check true, them out right? over at DraftKings. Yeah, make sure you check them. And also, I mentioned the other options. Maybe just a second on these, Johnny, because like I mentioned, anybody can get involved with the NFL survivor pools. You've got the micro, the mini, the main, and the high roller, which are for everybody. There's a price point for everybody there, guys. So, you know, you not everybody's getting in a $50,000 pick or a $10,000 survivor. But there are people who can certainly afford a $10 pick'em contest and a, you know, you said the micro, I'll say $10 survivor. So uh, what we wanted to do is just make this available for everyone out there. Uh, People always hear about contests, they can't get in them, the price point's too high. I don't think it's too high now because you just pick pick the one you want to be in. Johnny, I want to switch gears a little bit, ask you a little bit about college football. You used to make the lines that win and bring out the earliest college football lines on Sunday, so you're an expert in that particular area, among other things. Uh, Alabama, excuse me, it's rare not to say Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State. If you were to take these three teams to win the national title versus the field, what would you potentially make the number at? Uh, that number would be around one, those three, no Alabama, right? Just, Correct. Uh, Georgia, yes. Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. That number would be around minus 150. Uh, you know, somewhere in that area, it's, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be a touch higher, maybe 60, but, you know, calculating on what those odds are now, Georgia at a little over two to one, Ohio State, a little over six to one in Michigan, about eight to one. That that's probably where it would fall. Patrick, would you take that play? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Look, you see college football right there on our board. DraftKings has got Georgia at plus two fifteen to win the national championship overall. So if you give me the other two that I'm all mentioned, Michigan, Ohio State in the mix, trim that down to a dollar fifty favored. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. You see Alabama, your second betting favorite at six to one. Just as an aside, I'm I'm curious. What is this as far as number of football season that you'll be booking this year at DraftKings? But can you can you add them up, Johnny? Well, at DraftKings, this will be number six. Uh, for me, totally, since I've been in the business, we're going back to 1985. So we're talking, what, that's 15, that's 38 years. What would you say the big difference is now it just for betters that are just getting involved and you know, DraftKings does a great job, you know, kind of bringing new betters along. Is it the popularity of college football kind of catching up and closing the gap with the NFL? What would you say the biggest difference is here in 2023? Well, when you go back, Patrick, you go back to 1980, you know, middle eighties, you only could watch a game or two on TV. Uh, now you can watch just about every single game on TV. Plus, the options now for the better are just so numerous. Uh, you know, every game has 20 or 40 different ways to play it, along with the end game. And, you know, we're just getting started here. You, you'll, you'll ask me, okay, what's next? I don't know exactly what's next, but I can tell you there is a next. There's something else coming. So we continue to keep improving the betting options and, uh, you know, the way that betters look at at games that are on TV. So uh, that's the biggest difference. We're, we're just growing. TV is helping us along a little bit. And uh, the world is the world is changing. Johnny, you guys come up with some very creative bets throughout the course of the season. I know here in the state of Nevada, there's some restrictions in terms of getting approval from the Gaming Control Board. Do you guys face some of those same challenges throughout the country when you're looking to create some of these unique prop bets that you have, where you have to have approval by each individual state's board to be able to put it in place? Yeah, we do. Uh, not all states are in acceptance of you know, the things that we want to offer. We do put it out there for all those jurisdictions to accept it if they would like. Uh, and some say no, some don't want to be the first. Some want to see how it works in other jurisdictions first. Eventually, it seems like everybody comes on board, but, uh, you know, not everybody jumps at them at first. Let's take that, you know, like the hot dog eating contest, the Oscars, some of those things we we only had one place take it initially. Now there's more taking it. Some still are not taking player props in college football. Um, you know, some are thinking 
uh, what we used to think in Nevada many, many years ago, why would we offer Nevada and uh, teams in, in the future book or our odds on Nevada teams? It's kind of ridiculous now when you think about it. So, you know, the hope is that everybody comes around eventually. Johnny Avello joining us here, Sharp Money, our teammate, of course, DraftKings and VEASAN. The preseason, the handle, kind of a proper weekend of football, Johnny. How'd it go there at DK? It went well. Um, the first week is a little bit tricky for the players, a little tricky for everyone. I mean, there are some angles, certainly, to betting preseason. Uh, you know, some coaches want to win. Some don't care about winning. Uh, Third-string quarterbacks could be starters on other teams. So, you know, all of the the obvious type of plays – but some don't dive in week one. Week two, I think, will be uh, the handle will probably be double maybe what week one was. Um, and since now we're limited on what those preseason weeks are, uh, you know, week three, the last week used to be nothing because everybody would saw enough. And now I think uh, week three will also be, uh, you know, fairly big handle. So. So far, so good. I know people are interested to have football back. Uh, you know, college football is going to start up here in a, in a week and a half or so, uh, two weeks. So looking for that to get kicked off. But uh, I think this will be – I can always say this, guys. I really can say this with honesty. This will be our biggest football season ever. And the reason oh, yeah. I can say that is because – we grow, and as we grow, we have more states and more people, and even in the states we're currently in, they continue to grow, and you know we get more players from those individual states also. Johnny, real quick, I know you're a huge college football guy. Do you think the fact that Alabama, Georgia, some of the usual suspects, Clemson, have dominated college football, just overall from an interest of betting futures, it's kind of maybe push people away because from my perspective, I don't think there's a ton of teams that can win the national title. Maybe at max a handful. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Amal. I mean, you know, we, we always look for something down the line. We look at, you know, like USC got in the mix last year. They'll probably be in the mix this year, but you know, their defense has to certainly improve than much more than they had last year. And then you look at teams like Florida state and Texas and, you know, Penn State looks like they're going to have a pretty good football team. But a, being a pretty good football team doesn't get you to the promised land. And seems like it's the same teams year in and year out. And the odds are reflective of that. You said it well, Johnny. Any price point. So, again, get over to DraftKings. Survivor pools for as little as a dollar. Pick them pools for as little as $5, but the big dogs, the ultimate survivor, 10K entry fee, winner take all, $100,000 guaranteed. Also, the $50,000 pick them contest, which is going to be huge. DraftKings continues to grow, and it's good to have Johnny Avello in our corner, DraftKings Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the time. Always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Johnny Avello, who is very much, you heard it, 85, been booking football, Vegas and all over, very much a legend in the game. We got through Auburn. When we return, why don't we fire him up, Chips? Little Central Michigan. Where's McIlwain with the shark? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour three. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice week and enjoyed some preseason football. Got college football just right around the corner. Part of the family here, of course, racing dudes, both Jared and Aaron. Aaron Halterman. It's going to join us here. Our buddy. I haven't talked to you. I feel like we used to talk all the time. You don't write. You don't call. You don't send a letter. Aaron Halterman, racingdudes.com handicapper at racing underscore dudes on Twitter. Um, I know you've got college football to talk about specifically your Sooners in Oklahoma. How's baseball been going for you? How are our Reds doing, huh? Well, listen, that's why I haven't been calling or writing. I was afraid you were going to ask about the Reds, and that's been a bitter disappointment the last, what, three or four weeks. Uh, Believe it or not, guys, I went to Cincinnati to a game uh, about a week ago, and they actually won that game. That was like one of the three or four they've won here in August. So, uh, no, baseball's been good other than the Reds are not reliable anymore, so I've been losing with them, but... That's it is what it is. You know, they're a young team and they've, they've got a lot of learning and adjusting to do. So I'm not going to panic yet. They're still not out of it. So, so long ways to go. Nope, not out of it, but let's back up a little bit. Did you and your wife just randomly go to Cincinnati, Ohio? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, sort of. So we went, we went to Saratoga and we drove Saratoga is a nice racetrack uh, up in upstate New York. And her family also lives in upstate New York. So we had a lot of like, going around to do. So we actually made the drive and I told her, you know, we should visit Cincinnati on the way back. And Oh, by the way, we're going to a Reds game. So <laughs> we did go, uh, they played the Marlins. They act like I said, they actually won. I'd never uh, been to Cincinnati to a, a baseball game. And so that was kind of fun to see a new park. That's always a good time. Um, yeah, they, Listen, it, it was, um, I was surprised there wasn't hardly anybody there. I thought people would be a little bit more excited about them. Um, evidently not. I would say there were like five, 10,000 people in the stadium. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, to me, it's ahead, interesting well. with this team that the interest level, because of what they've been able to do, hasn't picked up quite a bit, but maybe it's the kind of the drop off they've had of late. It, I, maybe it was a Monday that we were there. Maybe that had something to do with it, but still, like, I sat like eight rows behind the dugout for like 20 bucks. I was like, what the hell? Like you would think there would be like a lot of people here and people be going crazy. Uh, I think they were like in first in the wild card that day when we went, but yeah, I mean, I was talking to some fans. They said on the weekends, it's pretty busy, but like right now it's just like uh, on the weekdays, they're still not drawn very well. So we'll see. Uh, They're still pretty, like I said, it's a very young team. They've got those guys for a while. So we'll see if it picks up. Aaron Halterman, racingdudes.com, Part of the family here on sharp money. Always an open invite for Mr. Halterman. So let's discuss um, last year in the Big 12. Let's just start there with Oklahoma and the idea that they're bailing on the Big 12 and heading to the SEC. I don't know if I've ever really got your take on that. How does that feel for you? Uh, It felt really, really good when we were good and we had Lincoln Riley and we had these great offenses. And then after last year when we went 6-7 and in the Big 12, which is much weaker in my opinion than the SEC, didn't feel very good at all. Patrick feels awful. And I think we're in total disaster mode right now. Honestly, uh, most of my OU friends hate me by now because I live in this world called reality. Uh, but what was on the field last year was horrific and I'm not sure it's going to get much better. So I don't think there could be a worse time for this program to jump to the sec. To be honest, um, this is a huge pivotal year for us. If we don't play well this year, if we struggle again, then there's all kinds of issues. I mean, if we show improvement, it could be okay, but I get it financially. I mean, we had to do it from a financial standpoint and just that security. And you see how everybody's just jumping ship left and right now. We were kind of ahead of the game. So from like, from an administration standpoint, it's like, yeah, I made sense. Like that's totally what we needed to do. But you know, from, Hey, are we going to be competitive in football standpoint? I think when we made the move at first, everybody was like, Oh yeah, we'll be fine. 
and now all this has happened and it's like this is slightly terrifying right now so as of right now i don't like it very well Aaron, hey, quickly, sorry, I, I want to apologize. Amal, is this the penultimate year? It's not 24. Are they leaving for 25 no, for this the is, SEC? this is the last year. Okay, okay. This My is bad. the last year. No, you're good. Go ahead, Amal. No, I was going to say, Aaron, where do you see the record, record-wise record for this team? I know they wound up 6-7 and seven last year. They played very, very well against Florida State in that bowl game. Could have won that game just as easily. Had some hiccups along the way, but um, based on the way you're talking, you, you, it sounds like you're saying you know 7-5 and five or something. That's, I think, the realistic uh, expectation. I, I think I've heard a, like nine and three from a lot of people, and I would do a backflip if we went nine and three. Uh, I, I think that'd be a very good second season after what we saw last year. And I, I think what a lot of Oklahoma fans kind of learned last year, the uniform doesn't win the games. It's the players in the uniform that win the games. And I think a lot of people thought, hey, we're still Oklahoma, Brent Venables, I, uh, from a coaching standpoint, X's and O's, I still believe in him. Um, uh, you know, can he like run a program? Not sure yet, but uh, anyway, I, it, they just, they lost so many guys and they really didn't do a great job in the portal last year, replacing guys. They still really haven't done a great job this year. And so, uh, you, you have a defense that's still pretty weak and then you've got an offense that's just, you know, better than average for sure. Like it's a good offense, but it's not an elite type of offense. So yeah, I mean, to circle back the long answer here, I I'm looking at eight and four, nine and three. And, and like you said, maybe seven and five. I think that's where Oklahoma lands this year. You, you know, Patrick, there was a sigh. There was a sigh of all when he said Venables. So I want to ask you and then let, let you follow up and finish your question. I think you're high on Venables as a head coach, Amal. I am. I think he, look, I think he was the reason for the success at Clemson. When he left, I said Dabo's eventually going to go downhill. I know that they had two great quarterbacks, but their defenses were elite. Remember, they kept Alabama and Tua to 16 points in the national championship game. I think Venables, when you look back, Bob Stoops made a bad decision. Obviously, you're going to take your family over Venables in that case where he took his brother Mike Stoops. But to me, I think Venables eventually will get this program back to where it needs to be. They're bringing a kid from Indiana named Deshaun McCullough. He's a big-time recruit who almost committed to Ohio State, ends up going to Indiana because his dad was on the staff there, now transfers to Oklahoma. When you look at the schedule, Aaron and Patrick, I think the Sooners will be okay. Kansas is decent, not a great team. Texas is a bit of a hiccup game, but you got West Virginia. TCU's in a bit of a rebuild. They only have three starters back on offense. Tulsa's not particularly strong, even though it's an in-state game. T. Boone Pickens Stadium, where they have to play at Oklahoma State, usually a tough game in Bedlam, but I don't think Oklahoma State's as good as they've been in years past. Uh, man, Amal, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, and the, and the main thing that I totally agree with, they never should have let Venables go. He is an excellent defensive coordinator, and boy, did he prove uh, your, your opinion and my opinion right. And I agree, he was a big part of that success at Clemson, but the main thing that I think he had at Clemson that he doesn't have right now at Oklahoma it's the players, all. Like, they had great players. They have NFL players at Clemson once they got going, once he was there a couple of years. They recruited very well. I'm with you, like the kid from Indiana coming in. I've got high hopes, but when you look at this defense, they look slow and undersized again this year at linebacker. That's not great. It's been, I don't know, maybe when I was like a junior in high school since we've had a secondary at Oklahoma that could do anything. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, if they can actually cover a pass this year. The defensive front, to me, looks like a joke. Uh, to be completely blunt, I don't think they're going to be very good there. I'm with like, I love Brent Venables. I think he is a great uh, a, a defensive coach. I think he is the best human being maybe in all of college football. The problem I, that I don't love about him from a head coaching standpoint, he's extremely old school when it comes to recruiting. Uh, I, I knew we were in big, big trouble last year. Uh, the first interview I heard from him, he said, you know what? If a kid that's a junior or a senior, if he commits verbally to Oklahoma, we don't want him visiting any other school after that. And I thought, oh, that's going to be awful because that's not how that works at all. Like, this is not 1995, right? And, and so it caused problems. And then he's like, if a kid goes to another school uh, just for a visit, then, then that verbal's out from him. And I'm like, that's crazy. And he actually did that. Now, he's backed off on a lot of that. I hope he learned a lot from that side of it from last year to this year because that side of it last year was a total disaster, and it caused a lot of trouble. Now, like, he's used... He's using the portal better. He's he's kind of relaxed on that. So maybe that part of it will come around. But X's and O's, he's great. 
Patrick, I don't think Aaron's going to agree with me. I think they have the best quarterback in the league. Uh, Alterman? I, we'll see. I, I think he's... <laughs> I told you. He's so, I told you he's he's agree so with me. down right now. <laughs> I, look, I, I think Dylan Gabriel's biggest problem was he he's followed great quarterbacks, right? I mean, you got Baker, you got Kyler, and you got Jalen, uh, and, and then Caleb Williams, who I'll talk about in a second. That's his biggest problem. Like, he's not those guys. I don't think he's the best one in the league. I don't, I think he's the least of our problems. I'll put it that way. I don't think he's going to beat us. I think he is a, a bright spot for us. I don't know if he's the best in the league or not. We'll see. He's going to have to improve a little bit from last year. That's for sure. They have to go 5-0 and on their way to Dallas. Now, yep. I believe they got beat up, what, 49 nothing last year by te- in Dallas, yep. by Texas. Mm-hmm. But you look at the schedule, boys. Arkansas State, SMU, at Tulsa, at Cincinnati. Okay, but you're a big-time program. They come back home. They got Iowa State. Okay, but you're a big-time program. That's 5-0. and you, you have to, October 7, Halterman, you have to be in Dallas undefeated. That's it. Yeah. You have to be, and you called us a big time program twice, and we're not until we prove we are again, in my opinion. And I think that's the biggest thing about it. We we cannot sit here and say we're Oklahoma. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Cincinnati and win. Well, you mean you got beat to West Virginia last year, right? I mean, you you went to Iowa State. You had to fake a field goal. You would have lost up there. So we're not a big time program, <laughs> and that's the thing. Now look, if you win these five games, you're five and zero. Oh, you go in that Texas game where it was one of the worst game plans ever in the history of the universe last year. Lost forty nine to nothing. Maybe you can, you know, have some redemption, but until this team proves that they're a big time school, I'm not buying it. And so I think a lot of people are like, yeah, win, win, win. I don't know if they're going to go to Cincinnati and win. Why? I don't know why I would have that confidence based on what I've seen so far out of this. Patrick, he said, I, no, uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Amal. He said, not a big time, sixth all time in win, sixth all time in oh, win I, percentage. I mean, no. come on, man. What are you? I, I, he's on one, right? I, he, he is one of the more positive, friendly human beings of all time. I am legitimately depressed. My <laughs> assumption is you're going under the nine and a half win total for Oklahoma. We're back with Halterman next. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.